0: you're listening to the headless wp podcast where we discuss all things headless wordpress the headless wp podcast is a production of the wp engine developer relations team if you're interested in more content on headless wordpress check out developers.wpengine.com for blog posts tutorials videos, and more. All right, I'm Jeff Everhart. Welcome to the Headless WP podcast. I'm joined today by my co-host, Fran Agalto, and our guest today is Sam Bakwat. Sam is the co-founder and chief strategy officer at Gatsby, and he recently published a book called Modular, The Web's New Architecture and How It's Changing Online Business. And he's here today to discuss some of those ideas with us, and hopefully we get on some really cool side tangents about where the modular web is headed. So, Fran, Sam, how's it going? Going great. Thanks for having us.
1: Um, we're su- I'm super excited to be here.
2: Likewise, awesome. Jeff. I'm pretty stoked to have Sam on the, uh, on the podcast. Gatsby's definitely been a uh, front-end framework and a static site generator at the kind of genesis of this whole decoupled modular sure. web movement for sure and this is this is great to
0: have Sam on the show for sure and I'm excited like uh, oh, oh, mission, a mission here like Gatsby as a framework is probably the one I'm like least familiar with so I'm really excited to kind of like learn a little bit more from you yeah. um, but Sam this is a question we like to ask all of our guests so before we get started could you just give us a little background on yourself and like What's your web development journey look like? And how did that bring you to Gatsby?
1: Yeah. So I've been a um I've been a developer for gosh, I guess by like eight, nine years now. Um, got into it because I was a business analyst and kind of looking for a career change, started off more on the back end, um, but kind of worked my way into the worked my way into the front end. And then um around like 2016, 2017, um, my close friend, Kyle Matthews, it started Gatsby as an open source project. He'd gotten really excited about React um, and started Gatsby as an open source project to build websites with React. And, you know, as Gatsby kind of kept, started taking off, really, like Kyle and I just kind of looked looked at each other and like, I guess we're going to make this into a company. And, then you know, I guess we're going to do this now. And so <laughs> that was kind of the journey into, you know, founding, founding Gatsby as a company. And now we've been a company for about like five years um, now
0: awesome
2: that's awesome and it's it's interesting because i know like jeff mentioned at the um start of the intro that you did write a book which i'm super stoked to go over but before we do that could you educate our listeners and actually myself too (laughs) on gatsby in general as a framework and actually gatsby cloud now that it's uh in the marketplace uh sam
1: yeah yeah, so 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 Gatsby was actually the first um, React-based uh, static site uh, generator. Um, we, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, Gatsby kind of started because Kyle wanted to build a, a a website for his company and was like, I wanted to build it with React, and it was like, well, there's not a tool letting me do that. Let me build my own tool. <laughs> let me open source that tool and let me use that tool. You know, it was way back in 2015, and so you know, a lot of things have, have happened since then, you know, back in 20, 2017, we, we released um, uh, Gatsby V1, which had a, a data layer and integrations with, with WordPress, with Contentful, um, with uh, Sanity, with Datto, the number with Drupal, with a number of um, headless CMSs and, you know, traditional CMSs that, that can be used in a headless mode. Um, so, uh, and, and then, like, over time, as, you know, again, we were the first framework, but, like, there was obviously an explosion of, 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 of frameworks and so like as mm-hmm. there became an explosion of frameworks what we really focused on is we really focused on um being a great framework for um for, for the content web and for like really complex content sites um and that started off with the the you know our, our data layer and, and the integrations we have with cms so if you use gatsby your data kind of already comes with you from from your cms whether that's wordpress whether it's contentful maybe you're using multiple cmss or data sources and, and kind of bring it together you don't have to sort of fetch it it sort of already comes into the, the Gatsby's graphical data layer and you can just write kind of queries uh, in, in, in graphical and, and and sort of get um see what data to put that you, you need and then just put the queries uh inside your your uh, pages and, and components um but as uh, so, you know so so we built Gatsby cloud kind of as a way what we realized was that you know Kyle has a background in in the Drupal world so in, in like the content web and we knew that like you know back in 2017 2018 like People were just building like fairly small sites, but we, we knew that they were going to be people were going to be building thousand pages, hundred thousand pages, you know, larger sites, and so we we really started focusing on um, how do we minimize build times um, and and have you know content kind of go live immediately, and so you know that's been a journey of of a few years. We've built Gatsby Cloud to sort of do that because a lot of times you need to have really tightly coupled. Build and deploy hosting platform that's really tied to that that framework, so like the two just know about each other really well, and the whole the whole flow can be optimized. Um, and and so recently we published a post. Um, Cal published a post on reactive site generation, which is mm-hmm. our term for sort of what's like the RSG. You know, SSG oh. is the old thing, RSG is the new thing, and, and what we mean by RSG is that um, you know you're just like React, your 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 framework is reactive to changes, um, and and you can get changes live from your cms onto the page or into your preview environment in in five seconds which is what you need from a a content perspective
0: that Uh, was really that was a really impressive demo i saw that on twitter and i was like oh wow that's crazy fast crazy fast (laughs) yeah wow and so there there are two things i kind of want to like tease out there that you that you mentioned first is like this is just education i'm saying i need to go do like on the the data layer of Gatsby, like all that sounds super interesting to me. And I think like we before for the audience, before we started recording, we were on this awesome side tangent talking about like the idea of GraphQL data layers and all these companies like trying to do stuff like that. So I'm really intrigued by that and to like see where that goes. But the other term that I just heard you say that I really like is the idea of the content web. And I've never heard anybody say it that way, but I, but I like that term for what it sort of encompasses and, um, you know, we've had uh, one of our recent guests that we recorded a podcast It hasn't been released yet, but with with like the Astro folks yeah, and again, they had this focus on like this idea of content focused sites. So it's really cool to hear that that was like your all's initial focus and I and I like that because like, and I don't know, maybe you could educate me here too, like how has Gatsby added stuff to like support web application use cases? like I, I don't know like how, how do how do you all make decisions around that? Um, yeah. And in terms sure. of framework development. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a it, it, that's a question we ask ourselves every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm glad you're asking it here on on, on the podcast. Uh, but, but I'd say that, like, you know, so, so starting with the first thing you asked, you know, we, we talk about this a lot, like the content web back in 20, um Back in 2017 or 2018, um, I wrote a series of blog posts and, and coined this term called the content mesh, which okay. is yep. the idea of I've you heard know, that. a bunch of different sort of data sources coming together into an application and or into a, into a website rather. And and um, you know, the content web is we you know, we as we as developers are like really excited about you know building the the code side of things, but you know, websites are one of the most cross-functional projects in any organization and you have, you know, content teams and you have demand gen teams, you have designers and, you know, product and project marketing managers and the marketing execs who are very concerned about like conversion and, you know, lead generation and revenue. And, and, and like, it's great that websites are so cross-functional. And and one of the things, you know, and so some, some, you know, web projects are more sort of like dev focused and others like, you know, others are like, there's maybe two devs or three devs and there's maybe 10 Mm -hmm. content editors or 20 content editors. Yep. Especially in places like you know, let's say a university or someone that's doing a lot of yeah, scientific publishing, absolutely. like absolutely. The, these kinds of these kinds of use cases, you just you have so many content folks that are part of projects relative to the amount of devs, and, and so it's you know as a developer you're, you're thinking a lot about uh, how do I enable that sort of the content teams have great workflows um, where they can they are enabled and set up to do their job well where they can sort of. Hey, I'm making changes and I can see the output of the changes right away. And my my systems are integrated well together, where maybe like if my e-commerce data needs to be integrated with my CMS, it's just integrated in a way that's like intuitive, for example. And so you know, I, I think like personally, um. I spend a lot of time drawing architecture diagrams. Uh, for folks, whether that's like our, our customers, whether that's in like talks and, and podcasts of like, hey, Kenny, like here's and there's actually some of some of them in, in here. Um, uh, here here's how you think about putting all these different systems together in a way that's going to like work really well with your team, for your team. Man, cool. That's cool. Yeah, the thing that is is,
2: cool. Yeah, that and it's funny, Sam, because there's a thing going on in the not only the Twitterverse but just web dev in general and I'm talking about the developers that actually voice their opinions and make videos about uh-huh. hey use this not that or they're super heavily opinionated and Jeff and I ran into a video uh, like two or three days ago is it uh forget the name of the CMS but there was just a developer on the video saying literally like fully being like you know um like if for you star wars n- nerds out there the sith think in absolutes. And in web development, you should not. It depends, right? You should think like a Jedi. There are no absolutes. And this guy said, do not use headless WordPress. It's 2022. And it's invalid as a headless CMS. And to your point, I just wanted to add hoc on is that the marketer and the content editor Okay. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, in a enterprise level or they're even part of that team. A, yeah, they're part they're, of the team. And you need to account for their experience as well as a developer experience. Because if those two don't mesh, you're not going to have an, a website that brings in revenue at the end of the day. That, that's that's my opinion. But yeah.
1: I, I completely agree. And you know, we, we talked to a lot of folks who have like, you know, they've had a blog on WordPress for five years or 10 years. You know, now they're thinking about how to integrate it into sort of maybe a broader architecture, bringing that content to other, you know, other systems and pieces of the puzzle. They're, they're talking about, like, headless WordPress. Headless WordPress is great. And you've it's got great. all the content already here. You know, uh, what, like, let's go to headless. Let's use WP GraphQL. You know, let, let's let's keep the benefits of that, you know, the blog if you want it, but also to be able to pull the content into other things. Like, let, let's do it. And, like, not having to rebuild the whole site. You know, that's that's great. You know, um, you know there, there's, like... We can't, as a, you know, I think I think we we talk a lot about like the adoption life cycle and you know, if for a greenfield project, you know, do whatever you want for a greenfield project mm-hmm. that makes sense for your team. You know, like a lot of teams have a lot of different stakeholders, and the thing that makes sense for a greenfield project doesn't always make sense for maybe a more mature company, and and that's totally okay. You know, we we got to make we got to as tech we're technologists, and as technologists, we should make solutions that work for the people who want to use them. Uh, amen to yeah. that. Kudos, pr- 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 Kudos. Sam for (laughs) sure.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's get into our next question. So like, there's a lot of terms, I think that get thrown around when we talk about a certain style of web development, right? We've got Jamstack is one way of talking about it. We've got the idea of like decoupled or headless sites. And then, you know, you, you sort of talk about the idea of modular site architecture uh, in your book. And so like, how, how do you conceptualize that? And how is that different from like a traditional CMS website?
1: Yeah so so in traditional CMS you have um you kind of the monolithic is one way of putting it but mm-hmm. all, all the different um all the different parts of the application are kind of like tightly glued together so the the dev framework side and the um the, the content management side and and then a lot of these auxiliary tools like your analytics or your sort of your auth and your search or you kind of have to you know, and it's like sometimes, like in WordPress, you might have like a whole plugin ecosystem of options. And you know, if you're using an, you know, maybe Drupal, you may have some options, but maybe it's fewer. And if you use like an enterprise CMS like Sitecore or Adobe Experience Manager, you kind of have to just go with whatever's is out of the box for for those mm-hmm. different solutions. And 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 I think like the, you know, the what I should say is that the, the the monolithic CMS approach is was a great approach for the like, and it sort of took over the web in the 2010s because it simplified what it let it, it had pieces that were kind of good enough to build websites that worked like kind of like worked really really well for the really well and um and and like all the pieces were existed and, and worked together um and, and 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 but then sort of like now in the the 20 the 2020s we're like okay but like yeah that, that works but can we make it can we make it really much better? And so because we're trying to optimize on like, hey, well, what if we had like the best search? Well, like maybe let's use Algolia. What if we want like mm-hmm. the best development experience? Okay, like something JavaScript-based, uh, React-based, let's let's go with Gatsby. What if we wanted the best kind of build and deploy your like hosting platform, or, you know, where we can go Jamstack, just have files living on the edge on a CDN instead of running servers? Okay, like let's do that. And so you know we with the c m s is like a you know, the monolithic c m s was a pretty good solution and and the mod to you know to me it's not like one to me it's not like let's it's like we're going from pretty good to you know from good to like even better um when we're moving to to modular
0: that's a good point. I really like the idea that you mentioned there where like you can use the tool or service that's best for that job like I'm not tied into maybe say WordPress search. I can pull in Algolia. And like, I guess you could probably do some of that with traditional WordPress, but it's just more cumbersome that way. And probably like less, less maintainable. Um, Cause I think about that with like email, like, you know, yeah. what what are the send grid or being able to just slap on some of those things and like, Oh, cool. I've got really reliable email uh, right now. So that's definitely interesting. So like, let, let, me tease that out just a little bit. Cause I asked you about the difference between like maybe like modular and then traditional or monolithic CMSs. Do you feel like there's any difference in terminology between any of the words on the other side that I said, like Jamstack and modulars, they're like difference between decoupled and modular or headless and modular.
1: Yeah. Um, are know, they
0: all sort of, or is there some like level of overlap there? There, there are a lot of
1: wor- different words that mean sort of si- similar things. Um, okay. uh, what it says that like, you know, if, if we want to get, get kind of like technical and like I'd say that like modular kind of describes what the architecture is sometimes you believe the word composable which describes kind of what you can do with it and then Jamstack like started as a way to describe the particular architecture of the build and deploy and hosting and and framework part of the pieces of the puzzle and then you know people are kind of using it to describe the whole picture too with like Mm -hmm. Jamstack CMS Mm -hmm. or whatever it's like yeah yeah it's so so I have this diagram here in the book and um, I have this diagram here in the book, which is oh, cool. You, you can kind of see the um, you can kind of see it the the general shape, which is like That's a solar cool. system, and you've kind of got these different planets and and sort of like moons around the planet. And so you've got sort of your build and deploy hosting um, with your kind of like React components and your Jam- your Jamstack framework, your Gatsby right around there. Um, but you know, Gatsby Cloud is the, let's say you use Gatsby Cloud as your build and deploy hosting uh, platform. Um, You know, you've got your headless CMS, so let's say you use WordPress there and, you know, you've got some, you know, internationalization workflows, uh, you know, that sort of like live around there and your content approval workflows, maybe you have some WordPress, you know, modules that handle like content kind of approval between um, Mm. multi-user folks and, you know, you've got these kind of like free-floating things, maybe it's like Algolia or, you know, to do like search or Mm -hmm. some of these other things and then, you know, hey, you may have like e-commerce and, you know, hey, if you're using Word, uh, you know, have this WordPress are probably going to use, you know, WooCommerce. Um, you know, but if you know, obviously, if you use a different CMS, so you, so you may make a different e- e-commerce choice as well. Um, and each of these are kind of like their own, you know, planets, and then they have their own ecosystems yeah. around them. And so that's kind of conceptually, I think, how 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 I, I like to frame the the space, to, especially to like a tech lead who's like, this is all really exciting, but I, I need to explain how this all works kind of together, <laughs> so so we can talk can <laughs> help help bring my company into the future.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so, and it's interesting, Sam, because that's kind of a good segue into kind of a thought. And the question that I had for you is like, you know, whether big or small, as far as like the owner of a site, whether it's in a revenue-driven organization or just a blog post that generates information for the public, anything of that nature, whatever the site's purpose is, why would you say like main two or three things that site owners would move to to a modular approach versus staying on traditional?
1: So like two reasons why they would would want to do the transition. Yeah, two or three, or even more if you have any. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so that's that's a great question. Um, I guess there's there's two ways I'm gonna maybe this is a a little bit of a convoluted answer, but. Uh, I'm going to answer your question in, in sort of like two ways. Um, sure. So one way is, you know, there's a lot of different classes of benefits to moving to modular websites. You, you know, modular websites, uh, Jamstack frameworks have better performance a lot of the time because files living on the edge, um, like load faster. Uh, So there, there's, you know, it's a lot easier to use modern design than the JavaScript um, community. Uh, You know, de- decoupled structured content um, has its own benefits for organizational Reusability. A lot of these, you know, you know, standalone services like Algolia or or Auth0 have their own kind of benefits in terms of just using that kind of tool. Um, You know, the the modern analytics world, if you look at like the heaps and the segments and like those kinds of tools, they have a lot of benefit in being able to do better marketing analytics with cohorts and segmentation and these types of things. So I'd say that there are these sort of like classes of benefits. That are like really dependent on on kind of role in the company. Like a, a demand gen person is going to think about some of them, and like an enterprise architect is going to think about mm-hmm. some of them, and like a content you know developer is going to be thinking about some of them, and like a, a, a content editor or creator is going to be thinking about some of them. So so that's one answer. The, the second answer to, to that question would be uh, thinking about something like okay, from a company perspective, you know why would you why would you go on this journey? And, and I actually talk about this in the, the, the book, and, and we sort of see three different sort of like stories, if, if that makes sense, of why a company decides to go on a journey. Like one is kind of, we call this like the butterfly story, which is, you know, the caterpillar kind of turns into a butterfly. It's this process of metamorphosis. And someone has, you know, this, you know, larger organization maybe has a has a CMS like WordPress or Drupal that they've been using forever, and they've got all their content in it. But they they're kind of realizing over time it's maybe... Just using it monolithically is not doesn't give them the agility benefits they really want, and so they're trying to make this like slow process of you know of migration and you know building new sites and their new framework, and they see this as an organizational transformation process happening over the course of years. And so you know, this is a conversation we we often have with customers, and and you know they'll they'll build the first site or their second site or their third site, but you know we know just from our conversations this is like. You know, they have 70 more sites that, you know, but it might take them five years. You know, and that's great. Like, they, they, you know, the, the, we'll be around in five years. They'll be around in five years. You know, we're, we're here for them. We're with them together on, on the journey. Right. The, the second kind of the, the second kind of uh, company, we call them like an eagle. Um. And, and so we see them like sort of these are usually often like e-commerce or very sort of like conversion driven sites um, and, and we see them kind of scanning the landscape for like opportunities basically to, to improve their conversion. And so usually they do a lot of paid acquisition um, of customers, whether that's through AdWords or, or other sort of like tools. And they just, they track conversion kind of like really, really closely. And, and so they see, you know, we now we've seen, we've seen like e-commerce companies that transition onto Gatsby doubling their conversion rates, which is shocking. Wow. You know, and, and there's there's a combination of things. So you know, it's like the performance of Gatsby, and then like you know, they, they may do a redesign as well, and, and mm-hmm. like maybe some of that came with like new copy or, or or whatever. You know, but but like you know, when you put those things together, and and someone can double their their conversion rate for like maybe a, a process that took you know two months or, or or three months of you know over like you know millions of dollars of of, of revenue. It's 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 just it's shocking, and and it's great, and so we see a lot of folks adopting um you know this modular architecture to get these these types of benefits um, awesome. and then the, the then um you know the, then the third the the third uh, another kind of um you know another kind of uh of of company transformation we see is just someone is a company really wanting to do like a relaunch and like like they they they've had a lot change and they want to share who they are and so you know they they're just they're, they're sort of like relaunching their website they're they're kind of getting rid of their old stack and just like moving on to Moving on to a new a new platform, so you know there, so it's a you see so, so there's just a ton of different this is one of the fun parts I feel like about being in this ecosystem though is you see all these different kinds of stories you see all these different kinds of benefits and then it's you know it's a, sort of like our job as as guides to sort of like help people understand, hey, here's the story I think you're in or here's the benefits you know that, that I think you uh, you can guys can realize or recognize from uh, yeah
0: from- yeah. And I, I, like like even con- animal,
1: oh. I
2: like the animal. I like the animal. Yeah, I was cate- going to dig categorization. into categorization.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> because you mentioned what we have. So I'm going to skip a little bit down in our questions, Fran, because um, we have something about that later. But since you brought it up, I think maybe we'll talk about the other couple of types, too. Or like, see, so you, you mentioned the idea of certain companies being eagles. And in your book, you kind of like assign, you know, create these sort of personas. So could you tell us what the other two are and like give us examples of what, what those company stories might look like?
1: yeah yeah so there's um the, there's the eagle which is sort of the you know the conversion the commerce usually it's e e-commerce or a very conversion driven site that's sort of scanning the landscape for those opportunities to improve conversion mm-hmm. you kind of have this the caterpillar to butterfly sort of like transformation um okay. process and then then you also have the we call, we call this like a phoenix like which is like okay we're just relaunching you know Oh, out with the old thing, you know. It's going up in smoke. We're setting the old website on fire. The rise of the Phoenix. <laughs> here's the new thing. Here's yeah. the new stack. We're going through this big transformation as a company, and we want this new website to almost kind of represent who we are as as an organization. And it's just you know new and different uh... and, and changed um f- from you know from from the old the old website. And sometimes like sometimes that's more of like a you know a transformational campaign. There's large uh, there, there's large, uh, very w- well advertised sports companies that have sports focused companies that have built sites on on Gatsby. I can't name names, but NDA. We get
0: yeah, we get that too. <laughs> like, can we talk about this publicly? No, we can't. Nope, not so, yet. Gosh. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like like these these types of you know these types of like great campaign you know advertise like like sort of like um campaign. Uh, campaigns showing, Hey, who's, here's who we are. Like, let's make a statement like our often
0: great like sort of a splashy rebrand, right? Like I'm going to come out, kind of redefine myself and who we are to the market. And so with the butterfly, you mentioned that kind of being like a slow metamorphosis. And is that, I know you talked about like one company who maybe has like 70 sites and they're just like, well, we're just going to kind of chip away at this yeah. And like slowly move from point A to point so
1: B. So we're working, we're working pretty closely with Penn State. Um, it, it, They recently, rela- they recently launched their new site on Gatsby. Okay. Oh, wow. No, it's 70,000
0: page. Uh, you know, yeah. Whoa. Page. So I came from a university at my previous oh, job. Really? So like, I, I, yeah, totally understand those are massive sites, tons of content editors, super content driven. And like the management process behind all that data is really important because like yeah. they've got, you know, like requirements that are legal that they've got to fulfill, you know, for and, and the
1: number ADA and stuff. Universities are really interesting. We've seen a couple of universities. And one of the things about the universities is it's almost like m- many organizations under one organization, you know, because you yes, have all the exactly departments is. of the university and they all have their own. So similar mm-hmm. publishing needs, you know, you've got the campus bookstore and, you know, the, the tutoring center and, and all these different sort of sub, they, they all need to publish. And so you have so many content publishers um, that are like creating content and you need to build a system that sort of enables that. Right. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's like a super interesting use case for, for, um and to, to kind of do on the vein, like, you know, for e-commerce, uh, you know, Jackson, which is a men's um, jewelry brand is, is the one that I was kind of referencing that had that like two X kind of conversion, uh conversion left, though we've seen like other folks as well, who have like similar kinds of, uh, conversion lists
2: wow that is yeah that's really yeah cool. that's that's pretty massive too it's interesting because i think and jeff i'm gonna like kind of jump around here as far as like our yeah sure. this, this is in this this is kind of getting to a question sam that i have with and this is kind of two prong so in your because you've been in this for a long time. So it's cool to have you on the show and give us all this data on, hey, these are this is what I've categorized different types of organizations are at. But here's the thing, from a market standpoint, and really a lot of the, the dark matter developers um, that I learned on the show, <laughs> the Jeff calls them, but, but don't care, right? They don't mm-hmm. care about the Twitter birthday. They, they code, yeah. then they got to get their kids to soccer. They just go home after. They don't care what they yeah. use they just want to get the damn job done and what the organization wants so in your in your in your um overview of the landscape sam where do you think we are currently in the adoption of modular and then honestly and this is selfishly i hope it becomes the default but do you think the approach will ever become the default Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> the, the answer to your second question is, is yes. Yes. Okay. You, you ask. I think you're asking exactly the right question, which is, you know, this is why people talk, you know, about crossing the chasm. You know, if you, if you know, mm-hmm. I, um, I don't know how much
0: you guys. Use that diagram at WP. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like we have an internal doc about Atlas and like headless WordPress, and that's all like <laughs> that's we're all. talking about where are we at now? What are where we into? to where are we at? Yeah. Like move us to the next segment. So for sure. It, it's such a, it's such a great metaphor. Um it, it's such
1: a great metaphor, but you know, to 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 share it for I think the viewing audience, you know, there's a there's a model, um, there's a model that was popularized about 20, 30 years ago at has become super common called uh, called called crossing. And it's called the technology adoption model. And the, the book that popularized it is called crossing the the chasm. And so it talks about, you know, you've got th- these different segments of, of technology users you've got, um, and they all have different appetites for risk is, is a good way of thinking about it. Um, mm-hmm. So you've got the very early sort of like innovators, like two point, you see, you see the sort of diagram is like a bell curve um, and, you know, different sort of slices of, of the bell curve. And so, uh you, you have like on the far left end, you have the kind of the innovators like, you know, who just are really excited by new things and and you know, they just want whatever's new. And then you sort of have the early adopters who like they're more driven by like, you know, results. They don't really care about social proof per se. They just want results. And so if the new thing delivers like results, then, then they like it. And then after that, you kind of have the early, the early majority. And and so that's the that's kind of the the chasm is often between the early adopters and the early majority, which is you know the next, so the early adopters are about 12 and percent of, you know, and the, the early majority is the next, I guess like 30, 35. And so they they want to make sure, and so they they've got questions like, hey, like has has this been used in my industry before? Like has this been used by companies like me? Mm-hmm. Uh you know, what does your, you know, what does your implementation, you know, support look like? Uh you know, because they they want to be successful, but they know that they may not sort of like they 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 know that they may not they they're going to need some help kind of getting there and, and building the organizational buy in um and, and they don't they don't want it to like break sometimes and and mm-hmm. but, and, and so i think like we're, we're we're sort of in the we're sort of getting to that place where we're starting to 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 kind of cross the chasm and we're you know we've got a lot of early adopter users and we've got some early majority users and so you know early adopter users are generally like you know we see we, we just did a webinar with like Service Titan which is like a a, oh. a, a you know series e or whatever seven billion dollar company they, they they're a technology company and they've used Gatsby to power a SEO campaign for um that like really boosted their their conversion wow. rates and increased their their demos and um you know and, but then they're technol they're a big technology company so they're like more on the early adopter side because they really care about results. But um uh, you know, but they're a technology company. And then, then we see, um, you know, we, we see folks that are not technology companies like universities. Yeah. And, you know,
0: well, like, and I would say just knowing yeah. what I know about universities, Penn State having done this suggests yeah. that sort of early majority thing, right? Because exactly. they, they're very risk averse environments. They're not going to do something unproven, but Penn State and like a couple of these ones are more innovative than the rest of them. They were one of the first people to jump on online education in a big way. And so like, they're moving ahead of the pack and sort of what they do then trickles down to all the other people who can then say, oh, well, Penn State did it. Like, so maybe we can (laughs) do some version of that next. Um, So like, yeah, that's spot on. And to have like that type of risk avert, like, and that's what they would need to see, right? They would need to see proof. And they're they're probably a little bit more results oriented because that's how the people who are focused on online ed tend to be is, you know, they care a little bit more about conversion rates and stuff like that. So like, Performance benefits alone might have convinced them that that it was a solid move. But
2: I just had a thought too. It's interesting as Sam was talking, as far as like the reasoning on, on will this ever become default? And I believe like we're already doing what it does take to get there. That's my opinion. It's just a matter of time because at the end of the day, here's what's happening to all these services, these technology companies that provide. Web, you're essentially there's the Shopify's the big, they're just they're APIs now, and everything's API driven, so by default these are modular and decoupled. Essentially, what what Billman was preaching to me when I was at Netlify, he's like, "Fran, if you look at any third party backend service now, they they just ship with an API now, usually with a GraphQL layer, and then there's a GraphQL IDE, and you're just used to it."
1: and then yeah, <laughs> yep. and, then, yeah. <laughs> and then you and can pull, you pull that it data like out is doing yeah. with hydrogen you know it's the same kind of yeah. it's, it's it's the same kind of movement and so, so here's what i'll say though and i think this is the second part of the story which is what does it take to get from from here to there and, and there's two mm-hmm. answers to that one is that it's just this domino it's this domino industry industry by industry domino effect so and use case stuff. so for example we started you know Five, six years ago, this was just blogs and portfolio sites of developers, you know, then it became small startup websites, you know, you want a few buddies, you know, five person startup, and then it became like series A, series B startups, you know, larger startups, you know, you start getting these really, really small sort of like personal shopping sites and, oh, like larger shopping, larger e-commerce sites. Oh, I'm a D2c company doing a million of revenue. You know, now we see some of the, you know, we see Little Caesars who's, you know, selling you know millions <laughs> oh, of pieces. Wow you know, on, on, on Gatsby and on, you know, on this new, new module, new modular stack, you know, and then, then, you know, in in like large, you know, European pharmaceutical companies, Roche and, you know, but it just goes from like, you know, these smaller, it's like domino one by one. And, you know, you nerd out and show the, like, you know, the, there's, I think I have a, I have a diagram here in in chapter. um, uh, Let's see this. This is like in the beginning of chapter 11, but it's like, 15 different industries kind of on that, on that curve, oh, cool. Um, you, you know, and it's just like, you sort of like industry by industry, the, the, you know, some are more risk averse, some are more
0: mm-hmm.
1: tolerant and, and like, but like each industry has a tipping point and over time the the web sort of like just tips in industry by industry use case by kind of like use case that said, what I will say is that like the thing that needs to happen now to enable that, and this is actually probably a good transition um, into some of the conversation we were having uh, before we started hitting record is that the the integration story needs to be more solid. The, the ah. biggest problem that larger companies face is, uh, that we just hear all the time from our, our larger customers and just from folks who are, you know, very much sitting on the sideline or they're, you know, it's like they've got a hundred chip stack and they're putting like one or two in, uh, you know, and they're they're keeping the rest in reserve and they're not putting it in um, because they're, they they want to watch all these tools like integrate better together. Um Yeah yeah and Sam. uh so' I'm, I'm realizing my, my door is open in your parents a week oh no no
0: worries <laughs> yeah no worries well i can I can riff off that for a second because <laughs> like yeah that it's absolutely huge and that was a lot of what my old job was was like integrating all these different systems and making them talk to each other in ways that should have been almost like native you native. know yeah so Jeff, yeah <laughs> providing that solution and you see a bunch of startups in this space too like there's like retool and a couple of like lower code developer platform, like productivity platforms that I think are really focused on like, okay, well, you need a quick business app that integrates Gmail and this thing and this thing. And like, here yeah. here's how you make that and don't, you know, spend a bunch of engineering time doing it. And it's really neat to see that happen in like, I guess the GraphQL space. And that's the conversation we were having before the podcast started was the like stellates doing something, you know, where they're, creating some data graph, you know, what what would we say? Graph OS, Apollo GraphQL, maybe Fran, you know a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, I was just reading about the article that they just released their GraphQL runtime. And what it allows you to do is not only mesh all your um, data content with a GraphQL layer at the development process, but modularly to Sam's, (laughs) in, Mm -hmm. in relation to Sam's book, future proof as you start adding more uh, data schemas to your GraphQL layer. I haven't played with it yet. I just opened a new account. I'm going to start. It allows you to iterate on it future stack, and it just builds and builds and builds on top of your data. And you're pulling in all this content, and and this data. And it make it's supposed to make it real seamless. And it's a, and it's a GraphQL runtime. And then the Stellate stuff just caches that stuff at the edge and invalidates it and makes it faster.
0: So well, that cool. was a CDN, but I felt like they were working on. Like something a second like piece of that. Yeah. yeah, that That's was a little bit more integration yeah. so, right, focused. That,
1: but th- there's something I'll have to give give you access to in about let's say w- let's say a, a, a few weeks. Um oh, awesome. <laughs> for, for this conversation, which is so so we 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 have this project called because we we uh, it's it's it is it's so funny and so cool that you guys were basically having this that we were having this conversation beforehand. We have this um with this project that we've been working on for a while called Valhalla. And what that basically is oh, nice. is Gatsby's data layer um that that has all the different content sources getting pulled into it. Um, oh. And being able to uh not being able to use that. So right now you can pull that into into Gatsby. It's your Gatsby site. Um, but you know, what if what if any and because we create a, a GraphQL API, right? You can access it in in mm-hmm. in graphical when you're building your Gatsby site and see the schema that all of your data has. Transformed into whether you're playing from Contentful or Shopify or, you know, an Airtable or a Google Sheet, or it's all coming into our, our data layer. Oh. And, and then we're thinking about, hey, how do you use that, you know, at runtime and, and you know, maybe, maybe in non Gatsby and as well as thinking about using it in non Gatsby. Uh, yeah. Applications as, as well. oh. so, so you, you know, you guys, uh, I think you're, you, it's this basis, you, you guys have caught. The, there's so much exciting going on in the space, yeah. and, and everybody's realizing that like this content orchestration and integration piece is the next thing, the next problem that we we need to solve for the for users who are using these sites because it's being able to pull a bunch of these da- different data sources together and and use them sort of collectively and not have to write a bunch of this glue code and to, to, to pass things between.
2: Wow, them. that's <laughs> something... Honestly, yeah. Go ahead,
1: Fran. Because
2: he hit the nail on the head. It's what I call he called glue code. Code I mm-hmm. call developer toil. Because there's configurations yeah. you have to write as a dev yeah. to make these SDKs and everything talk together. Yeah. I I, I have not taught. I have yet in my in my young developer. I've only been coding for three years. Every developer from junior to senior tells me that they hate that piece. It's right. toil do damn it's toy yeah. yeah so yeah yeah, yeah there's, 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 there's so
0: nothing creative about it it's yeah. just like paste this stuff in here and send yeah. this data like and hope this. it war- connects
1: yeah and like oh i need to get this related model or like oh how do i hit this api Ugh. this way or like and then you you know you just realize your your code is mm-hmm. just gluing things together and you're like did i really have to do that yeah i had to do it but it, it sucks and i yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Well, and so I just kind of, like, want to want to take a step back and, like, just ask a clarifying question to make sure what you said is kind of, like, what I heard. So it sounds like this new project that you're working on may enable the Gatsby content mesh to be used by, like, non-Gatsby apps.
1: You've you, you hit the nail on the head. Oh, oh wow. Oh, That's really wow. cool. I want like, some access to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like... While I don't have a ton of experience with Gatsby, and when I say a ton, I mean like basically zero. Like I've read the docs and like done a couple of things (laughs) like that. But the content mesh has always been something that just was so interesting to me and like such a good idea. So like that's that's super cool. That is super cool. Man, should we move the developer site
2: to Gatsby instead? I'm just kidding. I don't know. 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 We're, We're 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 transitioning the framework to to a new. Anyway, Sam, yeah, we're going to, well, I think like, we still got to drink
0: our own champagne, champagne
2: but, um, do it, do it. but you're yeah. making me drink your champagne
0: now. Sam. For sure. <laughs> That's really cool. I mean, I'm definitely going to go, going to go give it a look. And that was not, and I'll say that was not, I, that, my choice there was not because of Gatsby. It was more because of React. Like I'm a huge <laughs> view fan. So I was just <laughs> like, I can't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the React, so. No, for sure. Um, let, me, let me sort of,
1: I'll, I'll sort of pull, pull this up on the screen too. I'm sort of like putting yeah. it from the screen on my book. This, this is a, <laughs> a, a uh, this is a diagram or architecture diagram that I, I, I did in a talk last year. Um, uh, last year, but it's basically like all the different systems that uh, a lot of different systems that people oh, nice. need to use. Um, and so for, you know, for the, the, the listening audience, um, you know, thinking, think about like, you got your you have got your framework gatsby and so you need to be able you need to be pulling data in from your headless cms right um you need to be a lot of times that might you might be pulling in from a commerce thing sometimes your headless cms and commerce are sending data to each other so that people mm-hmm. with one system can see the you know within their headless cms can see the the looking at that are maybe editing a custom field or a product yeah. oh, for a yeah. specific sku can see the rest of the sku information so there's often some data integration there, you know, you're pulling in sort of like your, your React components, maybe from like a storybook. And sometimes this, those CMSs, right, need to reference, the, or those components are like, maybe it's like a landing page component and it's referencing content inside uh, the CMS. And and like, you know, if we think about like a lot, of, on maybe on the other side, there's like the performance analytics and or like you're sending data to a bunch of different analytics systems. And that's great, but sometimes that hurts your performance. And so sometimes you need to implement tools that sort of, I'm going to orchestrate that. Um, and then, you know, you've got, again, like Algolia, like all these different services coming in. And so, you know, when you start showing these these types of, A, it's important to be thinking about this architecture when you're, you're building a new site, but it's also it's also complex. And the more systems you have to integrate together to make a given workflow work, you know, this is like mm-hmm. every, every one that you have to put together increases the likelihood that something goes wrong. And then, like, someone may be in another system. They may not realize they're like, something's broken, but I don't know why. And 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 so, like, the better, you know, the better integrations we have between all these systems, you know, I think Valhalla orchestrating the different content pieces, you know, um, and, and 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 that's going to be one of them. But you know, one of the other things is like, hey, how do we get landing pages that are, like, pull from, you know, your your React components or your view components that pull from your... your um, your content, you know that that but that um, live with the code inside your framework, you know. But then to get deployed to your your hosting platform. Right, that's four systems right there. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know. How do we make that workflow simple too? You know that that's you know some folks are thinking about that. Hopefully, like that that gets simpler over the next couple of years. You know, yeah. um, and that and as we get those, the thing is, that I, I'm I'm confident. Like these things, you know, these things, th- these technology trends take time, um, mm-hmm. and, and so like. We we just we're as a, I feel like as an ecosystem, as like, you know, technologies and vendors working together, we're just kind of like in the process of nailing one after another after another. And and you know, like maybe we get the content orchestration thing solved, you know, like work, you know, get get that to a place where people are like pretty happy with it over the next year. And then like, you know, maybe as an ecosystem we go tackle the landing page. You know, side of things out the year after that, or whatever, and then you know, so on and so forth. Right? It's just technology trends take time. This yeah. is going
2: to be wild. What the internet's going to look like in ten years? Like, I honestly, it's kind of crazy with the AI and the Dolly stuff, and 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 the mm-hmm. stuff that we're pulling in. As far as co- yeah, this is going to be.
0: There's man. a note at the edge. Automatically use Dolly to make you like a website based oh. on your preferences or something. And just Whoa! <laughs> Jeff. I don't know. Like, I mean, <laughs> oh. I guess that like maybe they don't have GPUs at the edge, <laughs> yet, but they're they're <laughs> oh, coming. They're coming. I'm sure. Oh man, uh, it is kind
2: of nuts. It's um, like yeah. <laughs> It's like Terminator so is- 2, Rise
0: of the Machine. is
2: oh, <laughs> anyway, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> well, and then it gets into all sorts of like ethical implications because yeah. like, it's producing all this artwork based on the idea that humans will continue to make artwork. We're like, now maybe everybody just uses AI to make artwork, right? Artwork, like, so does yeah. it start to feed itself? And then what happens then? Oh, man. Like <laughs> are people stop making real art. And it doesn't have any source material, does it? I, I don't know. It's so like it's gonna be wild. There's, yeah, it's it's real wild. I'm here for it, up. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I don't think about questions like that because then my head just starts to hurt. It starts like, to hurt. Yeah. Oh no. Um, so this is a question I like to ask everybody because, like, obviously, a WP Engine, we're very focused on the headless WordPress piece, making headless WordPress easier to use. So, like, uh, if you could like wave a magic wand. What, what would you change about WordPress uh, to make it, like, better serve the needs of developers using Gatsby?
1: Um, hmm. If I could make a magic wand, if I could wave a magic wand, I would probably, you know one thing we hear a lot from one thing we hear a lot from folks is that they're like, you know, I'm using Yoast in, in, in WordPress and Yoast is a great tool, you know, gosh, I can, you know, I can just enter in my, um, you know, enter in the the stuff I want. Uh, and then um, it, it's, you know, WordPress, Yoast and WordPress kind of like magically mm-hmm. take care of optimizing the SEO, you know, on a page basis, on a template basis, on sort of like whatever I want, I would sort of press a button and I would sort of press a magic button and get like the top, I don't know ten or fifteen WordPress plugins and make them like work just as well. It's so, so, like in the, the the in the let me take a step back before I say that. You know, now when you sort of move into the, the headless world, the you still get your data coming in from from Yoast, right? But now you need to figure out, okay, great, how do I feed this into my React components so mm-hmm. that it works the same way that it would like work in in, in Yoast, uh, you know, in in a, in in a monolithic or standard WordPress install. And so if I could just press a button, I would say like, gosh, I want whatever those like top 10, 15 plugins in the WordPress world to just work out of the box the same way in, in Gatsby or a different, you know, had different okay. number, same way
0: that they work in the WordPress world.
2: I think he, uh, that's a great call. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a great call. It. And I think we're it's actually like, that's the
0: glue with, code. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't want to have to <laughs> re-implement meta tags, like, you know, and especially when you use Yoast, like, because that's just, you're right. It just pops it in there for you and does it. But that's, that's great feedback. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're slowly like getting there, but it's always that, that question of like, I guess just like time and money, you know, and scope of work. Cause it's like all the, when we talk about those top 15 plugins on WordPress, I mean, what collectively that's like millions of sites and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So there, therein lies the challenge, but we're, <laughs> we're, we're like plugging away at it, uh, but that's great feedback. And, and something and we it's, hear from a, from a logic button sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I ask. Cause like, you know, sometimes I ask that question and like, this is the first time I phrased it in that way. And I think that's yeah. kind of how I'm going to do it from now on. Cause it really is just like, even if it's like a pie in the sky thing, I want you to tell me like, what's the biggest, most impactful thing we could do. And that is certainly one of them where it's just like all of these problems are just, much easier to solve oh, yeah. out of the
2: box um honestly cuz the thing is i was what we can it's it's funny because um speaking of uh what to do and better in in wordpress and, and making it a headless cms um thank you sam we 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 took jason ball from gatsby uh but <laughs> <laughs> but, but i i was talking to jason on a um we 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 one on one once a week to nerd out and stuff and he's saying like there's cuz there's so many extensions right to wp graphql on itself as a plugin yeah. Yeah. then there's advanced custom fields custom content mm-hmm. types to sam's point and and jason was like if there could just be one mega headless wordpress yeah. that ships with wp graphql acf and all those things instead of having to download you know what I'm saying yeah. that would that would definitely sweeten the devx on headless WordPress for for sure so yeah I I get that Sam um yeah.
1: but so it, I mean, honestly like to into just piggyback on it I, I think it's great that we, we can all sort of like work together on this stuff you know, oh you said, yeah mm-hmm. for, for us for a, a little while and and like you know then he then he moved over to work for you guys and like that's that's great you know I is for to for you guys and for us, for a while, I like, was working for you guys, which is great. But we're we're all sort of like working together to build this new world, and you know, we, we like we're all figuring out over time, like who who wants to work on which pieces when, and you know, maybe we work on some pieces for a while, and then like you guys work on some pieces for a while, and you know, it, it all sort of like works out in the end over time, right? Um, and that's the exciting thing about just being kind of part of this. You know,
2: what's funny sure. is what what's funny is just I I had a so. Sometimes I have like these really, we all dream when we sleep. I have these really wild dreams. Two weeks ago, I actually dreamt, y'all, and this is never going to (laughs) happen. I dreamt, Sam, this is interesting. You say this like we all work together. I dreamt that the decoupled Jamstack World modular becomes one big company like one mega huge like a google but instead the do you guys feel my flow here
1: you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah
2: and maybe sam and matt billman are the ceos of this thing and then you know i'm working for you anyway it's just kind of like and we're all co-workers That'd yeah. be crazy. Like, yeah, all, all these people are are all in our like family, so to speak. But
1: and it, and it, and it's it's funny because like in some ways that, that uh, you know, in some ways and especially like on Twitter or whatever, that's already sort of the case where it's like we're all at, you know, if there's Jamstack Conf. you know, we're gonna be at Comp And yeah. you guys are and we're gonna be at Jamstack Conf. and everyone's gonna be sort of there together. And like I have this like network diagram on the on the cover of the book to kind of just illustrate that like everything is kind of connected together. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you know, in some ways, like you know, in some ways, we're there's another joke that 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 I'll I'll share that um you know I, uh, which is uh it's you know I think you'll sort of I think there's some implications there are some I think it is true for the, the the modular web ecosystem as well, which is that you know a, 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 a few years ago, like a taxi driver was or sorry, an Uber driver was. um was in san francisco and like they're they've been driving an in, in uber in san francisco for like you know six months and the, then they finally realized they're like oh wow um you know i just realized like I, whenever i ask anybody like well where do you work they're like oh i work at a startup so i just saw there was like one big company in san francisco called startup <laughs> 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 That's
0: actually The ship decoupled. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. that is hilarious. Oh, man. That's, I thought there that's was funny. one big company called Startup.
2: And <laughs> just a just a prime example of that. And then I'll and then I'll um, and then it's time for uh, that time of the podcast for Fran's fun question. But uh, Sam, are you familiar? Do you know who Col- Colby Fayok is? He works at Cloud. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've seen you know some Colby.
1: Stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's he's done some Gatsby stuff. Col- well.
2: Colby's do- Colby's a good friend of mine too, mm-hmm. but. Couple of months ago, he had an issue with his dynamic um uh file for get Static pass and next.js with headless WordPress. And he has uh-huh. a free account on it because he's DevX and we try again. This is your point. We're all kind of coworkers. He DM'd me because we we had some support for him and we like helped him troubleshoot it because Jason L was like, Fran, can you help him out? You work at WP. <laughs> um, and we helped him out, and then it became a, a live stream of him and Jason Ball. And Sam, this is your point where whether we like it or not in this space, especially with DevRel and DevX and, and you coming on the webinar with CEOs talk, we are kind of all co workers, except we just legally work for different entities. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Lots it's kind of, of cross pollination. It's cross pollination for sure. Yeah. And
0: everybody's such a, so, so cool and supportive too, which yeah. is an awesome thing. Um, it's so awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's 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 great i, I,
2: I okay everybody folks it's time for the last question of the podcast so sam you obviously can't do web dev and be a nerd 24 7 although i mean you can because i am but outside of web development when you need to decompress and do something else Rock climbing, surfing, competitive eating, cooking—I don't know what do you do. What do you, <laughs> <laughs> what do you do outside? What do you do for fun, man?
1: Uh, well, I've got a—I've got a five-year-old and a, and a three-year-old, so I spend. Oh, a yeah. lot <laughs> Love them. We go. They love swimming, so we go swimming. We go. Nice. You know, we go to the park. We go hiking. You know, outdoor stuff. Right. Pretty much whatever they're you know we we go chase garbage trucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever their five or three year old selves are excited about, like that is the thing we do. <laughs> Have, do you you live in? You said you're in Sacramento, right? i in Sacramento. I,
2: I'm definitely an avid rock climber. How far is Sacramento to Yosemite National Park?
1: It's about two and a half hours. So it's 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 oh, you can go
2: there for the day then, and then go back home
1: if you wanted. Okay, it's, cool, very cool. Much, it's a nice, yeah, it, 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 it's pretty yosemite is obviously beautiful. It's oh. like great right out there.
2: Uh, yeah. I've 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 um camped out there and stuff like that, but I have yet to um
0: Jeff, have you been to El, um, Yosemite? There's a so I've never been to California.
2: Oh, okay. There, there's nope. a model. The there okay, yeah. I've right, seen that. Uh, it. I've it's watched it. like the it's Alex Honhold. The, the free cell yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. know. Yeah. laughs> phone. I
0: don't
1: know if that encourages people it. to do you rock climbing.
0: Yeah. No, that was like, oh, this isn't for me. <laughs> Back away. Back away. But I'd love to see I'm, California. That's on my bucket list things to do. I've seen Nevada. Hit me up. We'll, 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 okay. Um, and we'll watch Fran rock climb. <laughs> hey, I'll be your moral support, Fran. Go, Fran, go. And
2: Jeff, I'm in not. order to make it work-related so we can expense it, we'll tell WP Engine we're doing a conference yeah. with Sam at Yosemite.
1: Yeah,
2: you heard uh, it live here, folks. Yeah. The conference is going to be at Yosemite National Park
0: next <laughs> <laughs> year. Let's do it. Oh, uh, anyway. that's awesome. Yeah, uh, Sam. So thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, and man. I know uh, like you, you've you mentioned your book a couple of times. So is there anything you want to plug about that? Yeah. And we can definitely yeah. leave some notes, some links down in the show yeah. notes. Yeah, for
1: sure. So so Modular, the web's new architecture and how it's changing online business. It's available on Amazon, um, you can sort of Google, uh, Google the title and, and, and get there. Um uh, if you are trying to, if you want to understand the, the backstory of how all these technologies came to exist, if you want to get a sense of like what a successful implementation looks like in, in your company or how to think about the architecture and the different types of technology together, if you're trying to work with non-technical stakeholders um, and, and give them some of the background and context so you can get the buy-in from others in the organization. Highly, highly recommend um, grabbing a copy. Um, modular: the the web's new architecture. Awesome. Oh,
2: thanks, Sam. I actually am going to grab one and and buy For because sure. it'll also help me with my own blog post writing because I'm writing every day about the Jamstack. So I bet there's tidbits there yeah, I can actually and, and get absolutely. My and some of the
0: ways you've conceptualized those transformation yeah. stories and stuff like that that sounds really useful because it would... is. It's such a complex. Like it's not complex, but it is complex. It is and complex talking too. about it is is complex. So. Uh, <laughs> and talk, talk about, about that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh and then maybe we'll get we'll get some autograph copies when we go, yes. go to Yosemite. So <laughs> let's do it. I'll send you, I'll send you a couple.
2: Awesome.
0: <laughs> well, I was thinking I'll bring my book and you can sign. You can it. sign better, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Sam, so much thanks, for Sam. for agreeing to come on. Definitely appreciate our conversation and your time. And uh thanks for listening. All right. Thank
1: It's a lot of fun Bye. to be here. And uh I'll, I'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you guys and talk to you. I'm sure I'll meet. I hope I hope to meet everybody in the who's listening in the audience at some point. Um, please email me if you have questions about Gatsby or about the book or about implementing um, it. I email Sam at GatsbyJS.com. And it's a pleasure chatting with you guys and, and talking to everybody listening. All right.
0: Very cool. Y'all have a good one. Cheers. Y'all. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Headless WP Podcast. If you liked today's episode, go ahead and give us a share or a like on whatever platform you're listening on. And be sure to keep in touch with the WP Engine Developer Relations team on Twitter, Discord, or through our website. Thanks for listening.